Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Mom guilt, or it could be parenting guilt, but it seems more to it seems to plague moms more than anybody else do you think this is a like men versus women kind of thinking or the standards that moms hold themselves to like why why do you think it's more moms that feel the guilt i don't associated know. with parenting I, I i you know i have no idea i i i'm not a woman so i don't understand that but do you feel guilty yeah sometimes i do when, when i started digging into it uh, specifically, I think when you have a newborn. Okay. Right. When you, uh, when we started dropping Clara off at daycare, when she was only three months old, I felt some sense of guilt. Like she should be at home with us, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and don't even get me started on that because I know that there's a lot of mothers lobbying for extended maternity leave. Well, right. Because well, the, we, I mean, it's ridiculous. Three we, months is really like the longest that most people go on maternity leave. A lot of people are six weeks. Or less. Some of them, so not, some of them not, not even being compensated. That's not even long enough for your body to heal from giving birth. Why is it? That we, as one of the most civilized countries in the world, have not figured this out yet. That's a good question. I think a lot of people wonder that, and I, I don't have the answer, but it's a good question. I mean, what are some of what's the maternity leave for for some of these European countries? Some of them are it up varies. to a year, nine months, a year, six months, and, and some of them are fully paid. Yes. Why are we not there? Shouldn't we be leading the way? Who think so? You know, I, I interesting article brought up uh, this past week about that, but that's all part of it. But what else plays in to mom guilt for you I from have, your experience? I have dealt with a lot of mom guilt, and it can it's it ranges and varies anything from like oh these these kids are have a terrible diet. They eat too much junk. They eat too many snacks. They don't have enough nutrition um, to I'm gone all the time or I, you know, missed the whatever event. I couldn't be there because of work or whatever reason. Um, I missed bedtime because I had an event. A lot of my guilt is associated around that kind of thing, like missing something or being gone too much. And I actually caught... I'm trying to I'm trying to not be guilty as much. You're not you should say feel guilty, feel guilty because you're not guilty. No no moms are guilty. You're right. You're right. I, I'm trying to to let go of that emotion because it isn't helpful and it d- doesn't really serve a purpose. But I caught myself just the other day. Um I don't even remember the circumstances. You had done you would pick the kids up because you do every day and you guys had done something. Oh, it was Friday. It was good Friday. The kids didn't have school. Oh, and we went on the Easter egg hunt. And you guys went to the Easter egg hunt. 
And I was at work all day and I, I caught myself immediately feeling like, I can't believe I missed that. I should have been there. That's what kind of a mother wouldn't be at an Easter egg hunt on Good Friday. And then I was like, stop. That is not helpful. They went with their dad and had a great time. And that was a good experience for all of them. Because the guilt that I was feeling was, it, it didn't serve any purpose. What do you think causes that guilt? What's uh, pre-programmed in your brain to make you feel feel guilty? I, I wish that we had a medical or mental health professional to ask because well, I, I don't know. Do I, you have an idea? I think there is a, uh, a a lot of, first of all, we all look at the way our parents did things, right, mm-hmm. years ago. And then again, due to being inundated with all the experts, this is the internet coming, rearing its ugly head again with social media and all these, you know, these, these uh, expert opinions and and websites Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And a lot of people start digging into that and they tell you how it should be. And if it's not, I think people feel a little bit guilty. And I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's not the bed of roses that a lot of people on social media would like you to believe. They struggle just as much as everybody else. A hundred percent. That's hard to remember sometimes, but you're absolutely right. Um, I also felt guilty over the weekend because we didn't color Easter eggs. We didn't. Nobody asked to color Easter eggs. We could have. We just didn't. I bought some pre-made cookies at Target. The kids had a great Easter, though. With Easter sprinkles and crap, and they loved it, and I just didn't feel like doing Easter eggs. And then I caught myself feeling bad because I saw all these pictures on social media, to your point, of people coloring Easter eggs. And I was like, my poor children didn't get to color Easter eggs. But they did have the hunts. I know. They had two egg hunts. Yes. They, I, I mean, they're they're perfectly fine. And I think it's these, these high expectations that we set for ourselves that are unrealistic in so many ways. For instance, g- g- give me an example of one expectation. That we have to do everything and go everywhere. And like my, my expectation was that they had to have this perfect Easter and they had to do all the things. Which isn't realistic. They're fine. <laughs> they are fine. You know? They are, literally. I know, but I I think that, well, it's just a combination of uh, not everything not being perfect. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Uh, because in, in your mind, you want the perfect life for your child. As frustrating as it can be sometimes, you still want that perfect life, Right. Totally. And you feel responsible to provide it and create it, which isn't realistic and isn't helpful for anyone. But I don't know any moms who don't experience, quote unquote, mom guilt at some point or another, whether it's because they feel like they aren't doing enough, like they feel like they're missing things or aren't giving their children this magical childhood. And I mean, I don't know where that comes from. Like, what is our, where did these expectations that we are holding ourselves to come from? Because I didn't have a perfect childhood and I don't know anybody who did. But I mean, going back to that, that exact thing, (laughs) I think a lot of us, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people I think want the life for their child that they wish they had. Hmm. We're projecting a little. 
Right. I could see that. I mean, it's just like you want that fairy tale existence, and it's not always there. And like everything you didn't have, you're going to give them, and all the experiences that you wished you were having when you were a child. As, as far as the uh, going back to the very beginning, I think the what when you have a child, I think the first moment when you really feel that kind of guilt and that, that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach is when you drop them off at daycare for the first time. Or I have even... Well, that's not for me. I've even heard celebrities say that when they hand them over to a nanny for the first time, they were like, I don't know these people. The first time I had mom guilt was in the hospital. When? When Noah was born. What, 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 what gave you the guilt? I was in the bathroom and he was screaming. And I couldn't get to him fast enough to comfort him because I was in the bathroom. And anyone who has experienced childbirth understands that it takes a sec <laughs> to go to the bathroom right. in the hospital. Um, and I remember like this flooding feeling of like, oh, my God, I'm already not doing it right. Like I'm a brand new mom, you know, after 10 hours and I'm already messing up. And specifically with the first child, I think it's worse in those kind of situations because you don't know and you don't know what to expect. And then I remember getting him home and he was crying and up all night. And I was, I had decided like, we are not going to use pacifiers. I don't know. I don't remember why that was, I was adamantly against pacifiers. There was a reason for that. I remember. I think I had read that like, if you gave a newborn a pacifier that, they would not, they'd mix up their hunger cues or like not nurse on demand. I don't remember. It was something like that. And I was adamant that I was not going to use a pacifier. And it was the middle of the night. And I remember sitting on the floor in the nursery and Noah was just screaming in this little blanket he was wrapped up in. And I could not comfort him. I could not soothe him. And I remember sitting there with a pacifier in my hand, just berating myself for even thinking about using a pacifier. Right. Which is it's wild. Which is bonkers. It's wild, but that is what we do to ourselves. But that's an example of you reading something, right? And, and I and, and believing it to be fact. And I had this perception that I was I had to do everything perfectly. I think a lot of people feel like that. I think one of the keys is learning to balance self care with child care. You know what I'm saying? Easier said than done for I know, a lot but, of people. But your mental stability and health is so important. You're not going to be able to accomplish anything. Absolutely. But so often I think for moms specifically, and or, or I'll speak to moms because I am one, the self-care goes a lot hand in hand with the guilt because most of the time the self-care is separate from your children. You know, whether it's... Right, right going out with friends or going for a run or any of these things that you do by yourself. So sometimes that can make the mom guilt worse because you feel like you should be spending time with your kids versus doing the self-care. Do you think that there is a maternal instinct that makes it difficult to let go when they're so small? Yes. When To just hand them over to somebody else. Absolutely. I think I think that that... I mean, parents in general, I know that that was even hard for me to think about just 
you know, handing this helpless child over to a stranger and then they they can't say anything to you. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating thing about when they're that Infants, little. Yeah, right. when, when they're that little, they can't relay any information to you. No. That's that's a I mean, all, huge the, act of trust. Yeah, the only way that they can let you know that they're they want something or they are in discomfort is to cry. Mm-hmm. They have no way of telling you how their day was, or what's going on, or what's bothering them, or what, or, or you know, I mean, if Miss Susie at daycare is a jerk, right? You don't know any of that, <laughs> and that was one of the initial things that that uh, you know that weighed on my mind. Did you ever go to daycare? As a child? No, 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 no. no. I was at it home. Was it was the 70s. It was the 70s. That's why I'm wondering if there's this this guilt associated with going to work and having a career for women. But haven't we moved way beyond that? It's, I mean, that's been, since the majority of moms were stay-at-home moms, It's has it been 40 years? I was just going to say, I grew up in the, I was born in the early 80s and most of my friends growing up, their moms worked full-time outside the home. Really? So I think I was probably that first generation of daycare, latchkey, after-school programs, all of that stuff that so, now is just the norm for so many people. Right. But I didn't go to daycare either. I went to my grandma's. My grandma watched us. Every day. Well, that had to have helped the anxiety for your mom. I would assume to so. Know, to know that they're with family versus, you know, just dropping them off with strangers. There's something, the the, the concern I had with, with uh, I would say, the in-home daycares that a lot of people I know like, or, uh, well, they're certainly more affordable, most of them, right? Than, than going were, to a, dare, a daycare center? They were six years ago. I'm, I can't speak to current pricing. The but. reason I don't, the reason I had a problem with them is I don't like the fact that there was no accountability because it's one individual and you're never getting the, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That bothered me. Now, I know that there are plenty of great in-home daycares, but I just was like, for my own mental state, satisfaction i had to know that there was other be people there and there would be accountability because man you see you've seen one horror story or video on dateline and you just your mind goes through completely all all kinds of scenarios right when you since you never went to daycare after clara was born did you ever feel like god one of us should really be home with her yeah well yeah you know what i mean yeah Yes. Yeah, I, I can. I. It's just hard to let them go when they're that little. Oh, completely. You know, and you just feel like it, it feels very institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't it? To just drop them off at this baby factory. Oh, stop. Where, well, well, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And if you don't talk about it. I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm protecting the hearts and minds of any new moms who might be listening. Because well, that's just about enough to make you turn around in the driveway. I know, but that feeling, <laughs> I know that feeling. And then you sit at home and you think about it. I mean, you're not sitting at home, hopefully. <laughs> you're, I'm like, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> right, uh, you go to work, I did okay. learn that there were some. Right. But most yeah, are going to uh, work 
And then all day you have to deal with the regular stress and anxieties of work along with what's happening to my child. I know. What, what you know, state of mind or comfort or discomfort are they in right now? It's very sad. I don't like talking. <laughs> well, it's, I know, it's a conversation. Even, they're not even in daycare anymore. And I'm like, oh, this making me really sad. Well, we, we certainly don't want to overwhelm people with guilt this morning, whether it's mom or just, well, like I say, parenting guilt. I've always felt that moms battle it more than than most men. I mean, although, I mean, there 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 is guilt associated with, you know, all, the, all of it. But I'm just saying, I think that I, I see women struggle with it more. I do have some ways, some tips for overcoming it. Well, they, they say that you got to help yourself first, right? Yes. And oftentimes the first step is just to stop and take a deep breath and like, don't let it overwhelm you and try and get to the, like, why am I really feeling like well, this? Well, I, I actually you know? I actually read somewhere where somebody equated it to a, a flight attendant telling you to put your oxygen mask on because when there's a crisis, if you can't function- right. Then, no one can. then nobody can function. So that's why it's so important to take care of yourself first so you can be there to handle the situations that arise. They also say that uh, keeping a journal or taking a note when you start feeling these overwhelming feelings of guilt so you can detect patterns. Like, I felt guilt when this happened. And then you can look at these notes or in this journal and start to identify what's really making you feel like that. Did they that. give you any examples? I'm just curious as to what what were they thinking? Well, just anytime you, whether it's surrounding screen time or food or being away or whatever it is, when you write it down, then you can look back and and see it all in front of you. What do you can you think of an example in everyday life that you deal with that right now? If, 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 if can you think of one situation? We have a five and a ten year old, so there's no longer a daycare issue, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, we I have feel one it in pre K, and well, so it's when I'm gone, when they're eating too much junk food, if they're getting spoiled, they aren't sleeping enough, they don't have good sleep habits. I mean, all I feel it all the time for really? a million different reasons. Wow, too, too much screen time. Because I mean, our our kids honestly don't have any of that, any of those issues. I mean, they're in school all day, and then occasionally, if we're trying to get something done. We often give them screen time. One thing I've learned is this, is every time you're beating yourself up, odds are <laughs> everybody else is doing the same thing. Correct. You're, you're, I mean, it's, I mean. Well, it's, it kind of goes back to the, that episode we did about parenting styles. And like, as long as you're loving them and paying attention to them and doing your best, that's good enough. You know, like you don't have to be perfect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So helping yourself first. So you're functioning and, and you know, you can deal with everybody else's issues, which is part of parenting, mm -hmm, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So they, they say that taking care of yourself first is is big. Yes. Um, challenging your negative beliefs. Like once you identify where they're coming from, like asking yourself, is this feeling valid? Right. Like, do, is there evidence to support that my kids don't get any nutrition? Probably not. No. Probably not. You know, is no. there evidence to support that they have terrible sleeping habits? Well, do they have a safe, warm bed? Yes. Yeah. It's, I think that you goes know, back to being grateful for what you have and stop thinking about the things you don't well, like, have. It, well, it's like stop 
painting a negative picture. Like, look at the positive side, right. like we always talk about. And oftentimes you can negate a lot of those guilty feelings right. by doing that. I hear a lot of uh, sharing responsibilities. That's why when you started working initially and I was, you know, pretty much responsible after b- before I quit radio, which I did, is it two weeks ago now? <laughs> Time is flying. A L- little over two weeks ago. Uh, it was weird to assume all of the responsibilities. And once the kids were at school during the day, mm-hmm. right? It's just to assume all those responsibilities. It was, I was like, the first thing that I thought to myself was, how do single parents do this? Yeah. No kidding. I'm not kidding because they say that sharing responsibility is a big part of dealing with parenting slash mom guilt. It's sharing responsibility and allowing other people to take some of the mental load and, yeah. and often physical as well. Absolutely. Right? And that does make a huge difference. And and when you have irrational thoughts or you're beating yourself up to be able to recognize that. Yes. And that's what you were just talking about. Right, where you're right, like, hold yeah. on a second. Is this, is this valid the way that I'm approaching this? Most right. of the time when it comes to feelings of guilt, it isn't. Right, right, right. They say that the bragging game, bragging about your kids, and we all do it, but they say bragging often leads to these feelings of guilt as well because you feel like if you're not living up to the expectations or the wonderment of somebody else's child, or so they're making you believe anyways, that you may be inadequate as a parent. I think remembering that what you see in social media is a highlight reel. Right, right is helpful when it comes to those kind of situations. Like people are posting the best of the best, not every single moment, you know, like we're all humans and we're all having these more challenging experiences, but those aren't the ones that everyone is sharing. No. Well, why do you want to talk? Myself included. I mean, people don't want to talk about the difficult times or the times that aren't pretty. It goes back to the conversation that we have about everything in life and just the way that we're programmed now. People like things that are pretty, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. So if they're not and and they're faced with the ugly truth, they they often just don't want to deal with it. Right. Like, I'll I'll keep that five-year-old tantrum private, thanks. Right. I don't need to share that with everyone. Right. But the, the Easter egg hunt, look, it's so cute and pretty. Right. <laughs> Here right. you go. Right, exactly. And they say a big part of uh, avoiding the parenting slash mom guilt is nurturing the relationships that you have with people other than your children. Mm. Like your spouse or beyond that? Even? Your spouse is, the place, is obviously a place that you would start, they say. And then the other people around you, whether it be coworkers or friends or anything else. Other family. Other family members. Yeah, I think that specifically that relationship with your spouse, it's really easy for that to get overlooked when you're in the thick of parenting because everything revolves around your kids. And oh, if for it, sure. And if it doesn't, oftentimes you feel guilty. So I, I think that that relationship is one that often gets overlooked or brushed aside or... Uh, but you got to be careful for that because eventually your kids are going to grow up and move out and you don't want to well, be like looking at a stranger. Not only that, but children learn 
to value relationships by watching you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do, honestly. I mean, it's just everything that you do, they're paying attention. Even, uh, yeah. Even though you don't think that no they pressure. are. But you learn that, especially as they get older, right? They're paying very close attention to what you're doing and the way you treat each other and the relationships and how you nurture those. Yes, they so, are paying attention. And it's it's their first model for what re- a relationship looks like. So that might be another episode in itself. Kind of in regards to just just parents relationship with one another. How how and, how, how your children view it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I suppose I could see that. Or what you're doing to to nurture it? Cuz I've known Cause that's hard to do when you have little kids. Right. Oh my god. That that's a whole another rabbit hole to go mm-hmm. down because if you've ever encountered somebody that grew up in a dysfunctional home and they've shared that with you. And then it's like, have you ever known somebody for a long time? And then you start to find those things out about them. And then you realize it's like somebody turning a light on in a dark room. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then you're like, oh, that's why. Are you referring to me? Now I get it. No, 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 I'm not. Well, I'm just saying it, but I do. I mean, there are things that you have told me, right? About your yeah, cat, which, yeah, which I mean, and may, I think- it, it helps you understand. I think that's what they were talking about. Completely. With this is having those kinds of relationships to where you can understand them a little bit better and and then help them out. And when you understand where people are coming from, it makes it easier to just function, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I I would assume. I mean, I, I think that, you know, I think that helps you lean on each other. Mm -hmm. Really. It does. If if you, if you're feeling down and, and you feel like you're not doing the job quite to your expectations, right? And we all are. I think most people are hard on themselves when it comes to parent parenting. Not all of them. Again, with there's <laughs> there's that sector of society there, there that are always there. And I know that there are some people that don't appreciate the gift that they've been given when it comes to children. Uh, so, but I'm saying on the norm, most of yeah. us are trying. We're trying, and I I think what it when it comes to dealing with guilt associated with parenting, the best thing you can do is just give yourself grace. Like, give yourself a break. It's really not that bad. You're not doing a bad job. I know. You're doing a good job. But at the same time, you don't <laughs> want to give yourself a complete free pass, right? Well, no. I think as long as you, you care and you're trying your your best, right? they're well, going to be okay. Well, they say if it's really bad, and I don't even know how bad you need to let it get, but they say you can get professional help. That's always an option and certainly not one to shy away from if you think it's the best one for you. That's a that's a whole nother topic because my question Well, I've never I've <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna throw some people off and then others it's gonna be like that aha moment. Is this the light bulb? I haven't this will be the light bulb <laughs> for a lot of people in regards to me, but I've never been to any kind of therapy when it comes to mental stuff. I've been to physical therapy. Yeah, no one's surprised by this. <laughs> the only the only the only mental conditioning I got was in the Marine Corps. And that was 4 years of it. So, and I thought they did a pretty good job. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little different different kind of therapy probably. Yeah, right, exactly. Than, than what uh this article is suggesting. But it 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 goes back to me cuz again, to our original topic here of discussion 
uh, parenting guilt. It goes back to those first few months and it just takes off from there. And it, and it drives me nuts that we live again in what should be the greatest country in the world. We certainly have the resources to do anything, but we can't figure out how to give parents adequate time off when they have a child. Maybe you need to run for office. Isn't it just bonkers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we can do anything in this country, literally anything. We can provide munitions to all these different countries that are trying to fight these different wars. We can throw billions and trillions of dollars at 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 a pandemic. We can do all of these different things. We can pay professional athletes, hundreds of millions of dollars and this and that. And we cannot figure out a way to give parents adequate leave when they have a child. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a matter of we can't figure it out. I think it's a matter of the employers not wanting to figure it out. It's a, it's a want issue for sure. Not want, not wanting to. It, it, that's, a, that's what it is. They can easily, but don't most of those other countries the government provides the it, well, well we 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 can easily do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. When the pandemic hit, think about all that that ridiculous money they gave away with unemployment, six hundred dollars a week to a lot of people. Not all of them. I understand there were some that could actually use that, but there was a lot of them that weren't making anything close to that, and they just gave that money away to everybody who wanted it. That was unemployed. Just that, that money, where did it just come out of nowhere? <laughs> no. I, I I just think that if you were giving that, if you were giving money to parents, the government, I think we could pull that off. I think we have that in our budget. You would think you to, could find couldn't it. You, couldn't we even make sure that both parents have at least six months? There's a lot of countries that do that. Right. I don't understand why you... It's just, it's insanity to me. Yeah. It's just crazy. I wonder what, in what ways the mental health of parents in this country would improve if that is how they started their parenting journey. I I, I don't know. You know, I mean, you, you keep bringing up the, the early, you know, they're tiny and you drop them off and that's when you start feeling guilty. It's like, they're, it's like, they're, it's like I feel like we're being preconditioned to just let them go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it goes on way beyond that. And again, this got to get off on these tangents, but it, it makes me think of like when they're old enough, a lot of people, you know, once they're done with school, they go to after school care and this and that. And it, you, you get to a point in life, even when they just go to school, that, that kindergarten or whatever, you get to a point in life where all you're doing is all meeting at home in the evening. You'll usually grab something for supper, do some running around, and you'll get home just in time to get the kids to bed. Mm-hmm. That's it. So you get up, you all go your different directions, and then they go from school to daycare or after school activities, whatever. And then you get them after work and you're exhausted and you don't feel like you want to do anything. And all you do during the week is just enough to get them up and then get them back to bed. See, listening to you say that, I I can hear that your experience as a child was much different than that. A hundred percent. And mine wasn't. So I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep, that's what happens. That's how it works. I know, but do, do, and that doesn't bother you? Well, I don't... That, 
I don't see a lot of other options. See, that's where my guilt would come in. You I know, just, I just, it's like, well, this is how, this is how it is. That's this is how it has to be. That, and when, when I br- go back just a few minutes here, when I said we're being conditioned, that's what they've done. If they've conditioned, you think that that's normal because they want you to believe that. Right. But what's the other choice? Right. There isn't one right now because you know, that's what, that's, you've not been offered another choice. Exactly. Which is sad. Especially when other countries with much less can do much better than we do. Yeah. Explain that one. I don't get it. It just drives me nuts. I could go on and on and on about we, this. We hear that. I know. We hear that and you're, you're <laughs> passionate this morning, which is well, good. It's bonkers, which is though. Good. It's bonkers. If you think about it, it's just nuts to me. And that was one of the things we always talk about, the things that you learned during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When when it all got shut down, you know, you go back to March of 2020 and then those that, that summer and then even that following year going through the holidays and everything, 2020, 21, it made you slow down enough to think of like, this is what it, should be this, like. Or this is what it used to be like. Yeah. Right? So, anyways. Running through sprinklers, eating popsicles. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, it's, you know, don't beat yourself up because everybody in the United States, any, anyways, deals with this. You know, and I think a lot of people around the world do as well. But the one thing we have the ability to fix, because I, I think this starts early on, is that original you know, maternity leave. I just, mm-hmm. it just drives me nuts. I don't under, I, I can't even wrap my head around why we can't figure that out. And not, not I'm not going to go off on another tangent, but just something else to bring up is like prioritizing mental health for adults in general. I think that would go a long way. In helping with guilt? With parent, guilt. Per, with, parental guilt. With just recognizing mental health in children. I mean, it all, like our, our kids are watching us. So if our mental health is unstable, or not healthy, then they're, you know, they're learning from those behaviors. Too. That is a whole. That's what I'm saying. I'm show, not going to go off on a right. tangent. I know we're, but we're you're, but you're right. Time, but it's like, it you all, are kinda, right, it all goes hand in hand, like where our priorities are at. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, uh, and if you've noticed over the past couple of years, mental health for adults has kind of taken a more of a front and center. Thank goodness. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, but I, I can tell you this, don't beat yourself up over your parenting abilities or, or, or guilt that goes, that is associated with the things that you do, because you'll find out more often than not that everybody else is going through the same yeah. thing. They really are. Give yourself grace. You're doing a great job. All right. You can find <laughs> us and we'd love to hear more. If you'd like to weigh in, you can find us on the web, georgiajess.com, and we're all over social media as well. Yeah, just search George and Jess Podcast on Facebook and Instagram or wherever you listen to your podcast, subscribe, and you'll get a notification when a new episode is live every weekday morning at 6. Again, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible even, whatever, you'll find us there. A new episode coming at 6 a.m. tomorrow.